one of the things that that parents do that it, our best intentions but kind of work against us is try to anticipate um, for our kids so we don't want them you know missing out on something we don't want them you know not handing in homework or missing an assignment so we try to anticipate like oh you need to do this 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 and this um, which then again, kind of puts it on our teenager um, of, okay, you need to have everything lined up and everything perfect and every situation, you know, figured out, which is not reality. Welcome back to another episode of the Play Healthy KC podcast. This is the place where we offer the parents of student athletes tips, advice, and inspiration to help their athletes stay active and engaged in sport for a lifetime of participation. I'm your host, Todd Kober, and today we will be talking about getting back into schedules and structure. Returning to the show is sports mental therapist expert Becky Wiseman from the Children's Mercy Sports Medicine Center. Becky is a clinically licensed social worker who has been practicing in her field for over 15 years and works with young athletes all the way up to professional athletes. Well, Becky, thanks for uh, joining us again. It's uh, great to have you back. It's great to be here, Todd. Thank you for having me. Uh, So today we're going to talk about what life is like for student athletes that are returning to a structured schedule. Um, obviously we've, uh, been all shaken with a global pandemic and, uh, some, some athletes had benefit of sport last year. Some of them didn't, some of them had different timing and all of that. And so I think that let's start from the beginning and talk about what is the general nature of athletes lives in a, in a normal situation when it comes to structure? I think athletes rely upon their that structure a great deal. Um, it is pretty set for them. Many student athletes, you know, from their day of when they start school, the classes they have, and then going into practice thereafter, um, either it's either high school or a, a club practice, their days are pretty structured and and they can kind of lean into that and rely upon that, but that structure is created for them. Um, So the practice times, the training times, the conditioning times, that's all created for them. So they kind of work the rest of their life around that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that the pandemic had an effect on or has had an effect on is taking that structure away. Um, and really then creating this void for a lot of athletes of, I'm not really sure what to do with this space. Um, am I supposed to be doing something? Is someone supposed to tell me what what I should be doing here? And as the adults around, we're trying to figure that out. Um, I think a lot of our student athletes um, you know, found that space of Netflix, video games, and that was a different feeling for them. And, and I think a lot of them struggled, or at least um, a lot of the athletes that were in my office struggled with, um, I feel unmotivated. And I don't know if it was unmotivated as 
or more of, I feel lack of structure. Um, and I'm not really sure what to do with this extra time. I mean, let's kind of delve into that a little more. I mean, that's, that's really an interesting pivot because here, here are these, uh, athletes that, you know, um, a lot of them typically, you know, are going to excel at their sport. They're going to excel in their academics and, and that's just, uh, always been kind of their nature, but then here's this, this pivot of a pandemic that just kind of rocks that structure and it really, you know, kind of spun them off their axis. Yes, I, I think very much so. And, and I think it also brought to light, um, you know, as far as with our athletes, uh, the balance that we um, may be trying to achieve or not quite achieving is trying to um, create a disciplined world for our student athletes, trying to create that discipline of training and um, eating well and being ready and present for, for their practices and training. And then at the same time, also allowing athletes to grow in a little bit of um, understanding of what they need and meeting their needs as well. And I think with the with COVID coming in, what we noticed is we're really good with having the discipline and setting their schedules and setting their structure and having things for them to do. Maybe what could be helpful, you know, moving forward is how do how are we um, allowing the athlete to grow? to find out kind of what their needs are. So if I don't have training that day or I, you know, things have been canceled, what do I do? Um, how do I, how do I engage um, socially, um, physically, mentally? How do I engage when I don't have someone telling me what, what to do? And, and I think, I think that left again, that big void for athletes trying to figure out what is go, you know, what they should be doing. And unfortunately, again, I think a lot of them kind of felt like, I'm just being lazy. I'm just being, you know, unmotivated when really it really wasn't that you just weren't prepared. We haven't been preparing you, um, you know, to, to put things in place for yourself, to help yourself in these moments. We've taught you how to follow things very, very well, but we haven't always taught you how to put things in place for yourself um, when the unexpected happens. And, you know, certainly I think this kind of um, with COVID, it, it kind of exposed that a little bit more for our student athletes, but also just, I, I think, our students. Since athletes are so structured in nature, how much of that turns over to their, their personal lives where it becomes so compartmentalized? Because again, they are looking to be their best self in every facet of their life, whether it's practice, whether it's games, whether it's training, whether it's nutrition, whether it's, you know, education. And how does that transition then to their personal lives to where everything becomes so compartmentalized for them? I mean, I think that is, is part um, of the positive of having um, athletics and sport into your life is that you do learn to compartmentalize. Like I may have all these things going on, but as soon as I hit training, um, you know, the expectation is for me to be present for training, which, I, which I think is a great, um, a great strength to develop is how do I kind of set this aside? I don't have for, have to forget about anything, but I can set it aside, do what I need to do in this moment. And then, you know, kind of go back to it 
when when needed. So I think that sports and that training and that structure helps um, develop that skill, which I think is an important skill. But again, that other part of that development is what? It, who am I outside of sports? Who am I outside of being an athlete? And I think when athletes experience injury, that is a huge piece of I'm not really sure what I do or who I am now. Um, you know, and that can be for a couple months, but that can be for a full year of recovery of, you know, kind of athletes questioning, what do I do here? What, are, what do I do um, as, I, as that, that identity has been taken away or, you know, put on pause? Um, so I, I think, you know, really helping athletes um, know that you can be at the top of your game. You can have really high expectations for yourself, but you also can develop your path and your path can widen. It doesn't have to be so narrow. And that's something I talk with athletes all the time about is, you know, if you put yourself on a, a, a razor thin wire and that's, um, that's the only wiggle room you give yourself, um, then anything unexpected like injury, pandemic, um, change of team, change of coach um, really is going to feel just devastating. Um, if you can widen your path a bit of, you know, athletes and and being an athlete and being in sports is part of my life. It's a big part. And it's a part that I take, um, you know, full consideration into, but there's also other things that I'm doing. There's also other ways that I'm caring for myself. There's other ways that I'm meeting my social needs and, um, building relationships with my family and learning, my, you know, what I'm really good at outside of sports. I think all of that is really valuable things for an athlete's personal development, development, but also for their sports development. I mean, I think if you have an athlete who is having different opportunities and different experiences that they then can roll over and generalize into their sport, then you have um, an athlete who's confident. You have an athlete who's creative. You have an athlete who's willing to try things, um, you know, when willing to go for it in, in those moments, which I think is, is great. But they've got to build that path um, for themselves and widen that a little bit for those experiences. And the sports need to support that. Sports and um, athletic programs need to, to support that for our athletes. Let's go back to the identity piece you referenced. I mean, that's interesting because, again, putting on my my parents' hat or um, looking at uh, support groups, a lot of times athletes are perceived to seem um, they've they've got that external confidence. Uh, they seem to you know be organized, and structured, like we've talked about. They seem to have it all, but then you you throw this into the mix, and it's it, it do people do people understand? the general public understand like how hard it is for an athlete to uh, not really come to grips with who they are as a person and know that identity? I, I think when we look at athletes and um, what they're able to do and what they're able to accomplish, you know, I'm always in awe. Um, it's one of the reasons I love to watch sports is, you know, when and, and I think the Olympics has been such a great um, show of this is, you know, watching people do something that they do so well, um, you know, and, and they have their uniform on and, and they're, you know, walking to, to conquer whatever they're, they're moving up against. And that's such a great, um, such a great feeling for them and such a great feeling for the, for their support and the people around them. And so I think, you know, really 
athletes are able to accomplish um, amazing things. And, and sometimes it's like, what, you know, how are they even doing that? But at the end of the day, you know, you are still working with humans and with student athletes, you're working with teenage humans and there are, they still have to deal with all of the things that teenagers deal with, um, socially, developmentally, academically, you know, those things and those are still pieces of that. And, and that is a thing to help speak to for our athletes is how do you deal with, um, you know, you have a game and you also have a job to do and you also have that assignment to finish. And at the same time, your parents are going to need you to take care of it, you know, a younger sibling um, because you have family needs as well. And so I think, you know, speaking to those, um, the world of a teenager, not just at, as an athlete, but also as, as someone who's operating in in the um, teenage world is an important piece of that because that development ultimately, again, helps them as a person and then helps them as an athlete. Um, but yes, looking at um, how you expand that growth um, and how you expand that as a teenager and where they put their worth. Um, a lot of times with our athletes, one of the things that they encounter when injury or something happens, or they move from um, a, one type of competitive team, maybe down a level or one of their team closes and they have to move to another team. Um, we don't want their worth wrapped up in um, just their sport. They've got to know their worth is outside of that. They, their worth is bigger than just what they're doing on a field or on a court or the numbers that they're throwing up, um, you know, in, in a game, we, we want them to know that their, their worth is, um, who they are and how they think and, um, how they identify and all of those things are really an important piece. Um, and so it's a lot of lessons for a teenager to be taking in. It's a lot for them to be taking in, um, each day. So, um, but yeah, we have to see them not only as just a student athlete, but, but also a teenager. Yeah, I think we're going to have to have you back. I think we can talk about worth and identity for uh, for a while there and on another episode. Absolutely. Um, so going back to structure, even though we are dealing with the Delta variant and seeing some spikes, um, everything in, in our area um, seems to be moving forward that, you know, we're going to have uh, sports in the fall here. Uh, no limitation. Schooling, you know, could, you know, still not be what we're air quotes normal, um, mm -hmm. what we're used to prior to the pandemic. Um, so now that these athletes are starting to kind of rev back up, what are you having to talk to them about to get them prepared for that, especially if they were, you know, uh, for the lack of a better term, in a rut prior to everything kicking back up? I think that most athletes are really um, looking forward to to the structure. They look forward to um, having a routine and some predictability within um, their world. I think that's a, a very, um, I think that's positive for them. And I and I think um, a lot of ways they're looking forward to that. They're looking forward to that social piece, seeing their friends, um, you know, being competitive again. Because most athletes that that I um, encounter, they they are very competitive and they have missed you know, having that ability to um, compete on in their sport. So I think many of them are, are looking forward to that structure. I think a big piece is, you know, feeling overwhelmed by it, you know, going from um, I have some extra time, I can do that later, 
Um, I'll kick that can on down the road to now, you know, time is going to be limited and you have to get things done kind of in the immediacy rather than, you know, having the extra time that, that last year many athletes did. Um, so I think, you know, just kind of that, that shift, but I think they will, I think they do that well. Um, they're, they're used to, again, being busy, they're used to having things and, uh, and a lot of athletes, um, feel their best when they are feeling productive, when they're feeling like they have things going on. Um, the big thing I hear often is, you know, I, I also want to have time to relax. I also want to have time just to spend with friends. I also kind of want to have, have that life. And I don't know if I have time for that with sports, homework, and the things that I have to do. Um, so we talk about, you know, having some dedicated time where it is, you know, you spend maybe an hour a night or, you know, 30 minutes a night doing something, allowing yourself to unplug, allowing yourself to um, be offline and just really have that time for yourself. Um, because a lot of times it's like, okay, you have this extra time. How can you be productive? Um, which is great, but there are times where we really need to build that in where I can just unplug and just be done um, and not feel guilty about it. Because I think what happens is sometimes our teens work in extremes. Either they are nonstop busy, run, 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 or they haven't moved from their video games for five hours. So we kind of work with extremes and, and I'm, you know, one of the things I really want to um, help teenagers and help student athletes with is we can build in this time. We don't have to burn ourselves out, then, you know, sit on, on video games or Netflix for the next four hours because I can't move anymore. But building this kind of rest and relaxation and unplug time along the way um, so we're not burning out so quickly. And, you know, again, a, a lot of this is also mindset about our schedule, a mindset about what we have in place. And whenever we put ourselves kind of a victim of our schedule, we're going to feel terrible about it. Um, and I know when I look at my schedule, if I bring out my calendar and look at the full month, I mean, automatically, you know, anxiety and stress and responsibility starts to hit me. Um, so really what I've been trying to do personally and in, in working with my athletes as they get back into school and sports is what do you have to do today? We only have to do today. You know, tomorrow will come. But if we take care of today, we're setting ourselves up well for tomorrow. So, you know, if we look at, oh, gosh, I look at the full week or I look at the full month um, and I feel overwhelmed. Well, what do I need to do today? Yes, today's a busy day, but I can get through today. I mean, I can be present for today and then I can look at tomorrow. So that's kind of a conversation and a reminder that um, our society really doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help us do very well. Um, but I think it's something that will help our teenagers. What do I have to do today? I just have to get those things done and then I can, then I can build in my rest and then I have the next day. Um, and a lot of, I had a teenager tell me yesterday, um, but what if I miss something? What if something's missed because I'm not, you know, thinking down the, the line, but the truth is, is if we do today well, we're less likely to make mistakes that then we have to fix in, in those next upcoming days. 
Um, so I, I think, you know, just helping your teenager, what do, what do you have to going on today? Um, and, you know, how do you get through that in a way that you don't feel victimized by it? Um, because once we feel victimized, then we're in that conversation and it's, it's a much harder road um, whenever we feel like things just keep happening to me rather than I am doing the things I want to do in my life. Well, you mentioned uh, the challenges society brings to that and uh, that, you know, parents are a part of that society. And so as a parent, what what can parents do to help their athletes make this adjustment as things ramp up, especially when it comes to finding that uh, personal time and and trying to respect what you just said and taking it day by day rather than rattling off everything they need to do that particular week? Yes. And, you know, I have two teenagers, so um, I am just as um, guilty as, you know, kind of coming at them with this is your schedule, because I think as parents, we um, we are nervous about all the things that our kids have to accomplish. And I think one of the things that that parents do that are best intentions, but kind of work against us is try to anticipate um, for our kids. So we don't want them, you know, missing out on something. We don't want them, you know, not handing in homework or missing an assignment. So we try to anticipate like, oh, you need to do this, 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 and this, um, which then again, kind of puts it on our teenager um, of, okay, you need to have everything lined up and everything perfect and every situation, you know, figured out, which is not reality. Um, so really helping our teenager, okay, what's your priority? What are the three most important things today? Um, and what can you get done? What are you, you know, what are your intentions as far as what you can get done today? And with that, how are you also going to unplug? How are you also going to spend that time? So you do feel like you have some, some time in, within your day. Um, and, you know, I, I was seeing patients yesterday. I had a kind of a busy, um, clinical day. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have this, this, and this. But actually during the day, I had 10 minutes here, I had five minutes there, you know, and if I kind of just saw it as that, like, oh, you know, I really do have a little bit of breaks during my day. Do I want to use that getting a report done? Do I want to use that just kind of relaxing and going outside and, you know, getting a tea? I mean, helping our kids decide, you know, what do you need within that time? Um, but not trying to anticipate to prevent you know, a bad feeling or a bad result, um, we help support their decisions. So if something does go wrong, let's say they missed something, they forgot their cleats, how are they going to figure that out? How are they going to deal with those situations rather than like, you can't miss anything. You can't ever have any of this wrong because what we really want to teach our kids are unexpected happens. And what are you going to do when that happens? How are you not going to fall to pieces? How are you going to be able to function um, when the unexpected happens? And in that functioning may be, well, you know, my coach says, if you forget something, you're out of practice, allowing our kids to experience what it's like being out of practice that day, rather than like, oh my gosh, you know, we got to run here. We got to run here. We got to run here. That's hard to do as a parent. That is really hard to do as a parent. Um, but it does teach our kids that we're okay with the flexibility. We can be flexible. We can, um, you know, things don't have to work out perfectly and we're still going to be okay. 
as fall sports are uh, priming up, it it sounds like, and I and I know this is no surprise to you, but because the mental game is so much uh, a part of athletics, but it really sounds just like conditioning. It's just conditioning in a different aspect. It doesn't involve running or or the lifting of weights. It's a uh, it's conditioning. Uh, kind of tipping your toe back in the water and getting reacclimated to what that life was like. Yeah, and I think you know ultimately at the end of the day, if we can help our our athletes be value driven. So if you know if they have a busy schedule, if they have things that you know feel overwhelming for them, a great question to ask your ask your athlete is, okay, so what is most important? in this moment? What is most important to you in this moment? And then what are the steps to move towards that? Um, Because a lot of times when we feel overwhelmed, we start hitting avoidance. We start wanting to avoid, like this feels awful. So I'm going to start avoiding things. And, and again, our society has a million things we can do to avoid. I mean, social media, video games, nonstop shows, so, you know, what what are we doing to be value driven with our choices as we move forward? And and I think that is such a big thing for athletes because if they can always ask themselves, am I moving value driven? Am I moving towards what's most important? Then they're usually going to be on the right track. Um and sometimes I have an athlete who's like so critical of self and so, you know, just ready to really tear themselves down because they missed something or something didn't go right. And I can simply say, are you being value driven with your thinking right now? Is that helping you get towards what you want? Or is that, is that a moving you away from it? Is it most important to um, really just break yourself over the coals right now? Because that's what it seems like through your thinking and your conversation. Um, But if it's really most important to be prepared and ready for that game or be prepared and ready to be a good teammate, how you're speaking and how you're thinking, you're not moving in that direction at this right at this moment. So that's a really great way for parents to, you know, have that language that kind of like, oh, yeah, it gives something for the athletes to focus on. Well, I'm going to be value driven here. Um, is there any question that I didn't ask that, uh, or, or a topic uh, on this subject that uh, we didn't touch on that we should uh, we we should have you uh, answer before we go? No, I think we just be expected, and we should we should expect that the start of this school year, um, still some unknowns. You know that. We're excited to see some, you know, what we remember as as kind of normal and, oh, wait, that looks familiar. That feels good. Um, so those feelings are, I think, will certainly be there, but also those feelings of, um, you know, this, this also feels like getting back into a, a bit of a grind. And um, how do I use my value driven? How do I not feel victimized by my schedule? How do I remember these are things that are important to me? And and so, you know, moving towards that and bringing along whatever feeling happens is is a really good way of, of moving forward. Um, but just be ready, you know, be ready for some some like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, this feels like so much is all happening at once. And that's because all things are happening at once. So you're yeah, you're feeling exactly what is happening. And, and that is absolutely OK. And just reminding yourself, you know, we just have to do today. What do I need to do today? And that's for both parents and and their students. 
Well, Becky, it's always great to have you. I appreciate it. I, I always feel like I, I try to get a little smarter when I when I talk to you, but I definitely become a better parent, I think. And so um, I appreciate uh, you uh, providing us insight once again. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Todd. I'm, I love speaking with you and speaking on the topic. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Play Healthy KC. And thank you again to Becky Wiseman for her expert advice on navigating a return to structure and schedules for athletes. For more tips and information to help youth sports parents, please subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you have questions about today's show or ideas for future episodes, send us an email at sportsmed.com at cmh.edu. Until next time, play healthy, Casey.